Hey, I'm Taylor Dorson, and this is the Professional Technical Interviewee. Technical interviews are hard, and every company does them differently. On this show, I interview engineering leaders to see what they look for in technical candidates, and then they perform a real technical interview with me. My guest today is Uman Kapadia. He's currently the head of DevOps at Amount, and before that, he was with Rally Health as a senior ops engineer. He talks about what he's looking for when he's hiring for DevOps engineers, and what to do if you're stuck in a technical interview. Well, welcome back. Uh, we have solved our technical issues. We've got it going here. So now we'll move into the the technical, say, conversation, technical challenge. How, how do you you'd normally lay it up? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess technically or technically, huh? um, normally when we do this for our like junior hires is they receive this packet right? and the packet has three different mm-hmm. parts into it. And their job is to solve each part, create like a little presentation deck uh, to send off and back to us. So it's like you have a week to complete all three parts. Uh, in this case, uh, I guess a little high level, right? Part one is like quality and efficiency. We kind of like chat a little bit about the problem, but we'll talk more in depth and see how you do. Uh, part two is about, uh, there's three different topics. It's learn something new. So you read about the topic, research it, create a presentation on it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's all about, you know, being able to read something and articulate it back to other people, right? Part three in our uh, junior interview process is teach us something, right? So you get to pick the topic, uh, talk to us about it. And, you know, we're primarily just kind of like looking for what are you know interested in? Can you talk about it? Can you present and, you know, communicate in why it's interesting to other people, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we love to learn something. We want you to teach us something. And, yeah. So, anyways, part one uh, is what kind of we'll, we'll jump into. Cool. Uh, so part one, and and I should say, uh, I do mock technical interviews for actually still. So if you've oh, hired you? three people recently, I probably worked with them at some point. Uh, and look at the egg on my face if I don't do well in this technical. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. It totally going to reach out to Lisa. Sometimes. I'm going to reach out to Lisa and be like, man, this guy. <laughs> um sometimes people come through and i'm like wow they are very good uh much better than i was coming right out of a boot camp (laughs) okay so quality and efficiency and the background is real world problem solving is a complex field with multiple solutions and multiple trade-offs rarely are solutions perfect uh but rather an optimization for a given perspective if you google around you can find multiple frameworks for solving problems in relation to a field of work Example is DMAIC, right? Which is the Six Sigma. Um, is it deep? Do they, they go do they make demaic? Word? Huh? Demaic. Okay. Demaic, demaic improvement yeah, process. process. Yeah. Great. And demaic is um, pretty so much around like, like yeah, go ahead. Sorry, continue. No, I was just reading it's 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 basically iterating on steps, right? Yeah, it's about define your problem, make sure it's measurable, right? Then analyze your measurable in, like input so that you know where you're starting, right? Then you improve your scenario, remeasure again, and then you build controls to make sure that you don't uh, move away from spec. Okay, great. Yeah, I, I think I have heard all of these steps, but I did not know this was specifically Six Sigma, so that makes sense. Yeah. Great. So for the problem below, you can choose any of the multitude of frameworks that exist or make up your own, same, meaning any of these improvement frameworks? Yeah. I mean, like this is a framework. There are plenty of other frameworks you can Google. 
Um, yeah, all have different pros and cons. Great. So the the setup for this, I think you you laid this out earlier, right? But every morning you must make a peanut butter sandwich, a fresh apple juice, and crackers with cream cheese for your child's lunch. Once all items are completed, they must be placed in her backpack. Uh, you can only start making the items once she's up, and you also aren't sure when she'll wake up since you aren't responsible for waking her up and getting her ready. You have unlimited resources such as people to make items. Oh, that's nice. Uh, my sister would love that. Uh, you'll never be out of anything um, needed to make an item. Uh, your goal is to be done as soon as possible because only then can you sit down and relax. Maybe open a beer at 7 a.m., but who cares? It's 5 o'clock somewhere. That's, that's, yeah, my, that's my copy note. Uh, I really thought when I wrote this and passed this along to HR that somebody was going to read that line and be like, we should probably not say this in our interview process. <laughs> Cause like we literally, this is the packet we sent out to people. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay. And the challenge is after weeks of doing this, you've discovered, sorry. So I am assuming the setup means that, is there something already in place? Is yeah. You're, you're assuming uh, that something is already in place. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, so the challenge is after weeks of doing this, we discovered that even though you do the exact same thing every day, your results vary every day. Ooh, uh, that's not good. Some days an item doesn't make it to the backpack. Some days you're done super fast. Some days you're done late. Some days all the items make it into the backpack, but they aren't completed. Um, like the sandwich doesn't have peanut butter on it. And some days everything's perfect. Okay. So objective is you decided to start all over, rethink the morning process, create and describe a new process. Got it. Okay, so this is just like running tests where sometimes everything works and then you run it yeah. and it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you have the, you have, because you're, you have more experience, you have the privilege of starting to connect how some of these pieces like tie together to like actual yeah. technical problems you run into every single day. Yeah. Okay. So we have no impact on the person or, or when, when um, she's waking up or when yeah, she's you have no, ready. you have no impact. Okay. Okay. So that's an unknown. We can't, we can't um, control that, but we know yep. it's going to come in at some time. Do we have any idea of how roughly how long we will have until she has to get out the door? Do we have a minimum amount of time? Uh, you do not. Okay. Interesting. So it could be a minute. You, it could be a minute. Okay. So we're allowed to prepare things before she shows no. up though. Oh, okay. Ooh, it, is, okay. it is a real-time process. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so I think the first thing I would do, we're responsible for making these three things. So the second we see this, this child walk down the stairs, right? We need to start these processes, right? Um, the processes, what I would think if we have peanut butter sandwich, apple juice, crackers, and cream cheese, we can break all of those up into at least a three-step process, right? Um, I've got a um, peanut butter sandwich. I got a top bread, peanut butter person, bottom bread person, right? Okay, so one person holds the top bread, next person scoops it on, the other person puts the top on it. Um, fresh apple juice, we got someone opens the door, someone grabs the apple juice. Maybe that one's a two-step process, right? Um, and then they put it Two-step process. Uh, and then crackers with cream cheese. Um, is can fresh crackers apple, be pre-made or they coming in a package? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's as fresh apple juice. Oh, 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 oh. we got to squeeze fresh. the apples? You have to, you have to squeeze. You have to, yeah, you got to process the apples. 
Okay, much larger process of uh, the the two step. Um, <laughs> we've got one person with one of those Apple presses, <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> we've got one person holding a glass underneath, um, and one person to screw the lid on. I think my goal would be let's break each step of this process up in as, as small as possible, so then we can have since we have unlimited resources potentially, correct? Mm-hmm. Unlimited amount of people. Yeah. Um, unlimited amount of time. Right? Like you, can do, you can do whatever you want. Oh, okay. Unlimited resources. Well, at, in Vermont, there is um, a famous apple press, apple cider factory near me. Let me just tell you, you can make a lot of apple cider <laughs> very quickly if you basically <laughs> just squish a whole bunch of apples. <laughs> um, so we're going to have one of those, certainly, and someone to operate that and someone to, to hold a bottle. It'd really be a whole manufacturing process. Um, but with each of these, I would want to break it up into as many steps as possible. So with peanut butter jelly sandwich, we could get obviously or peanut butter sandwich would get more complex of someone has to open the the bag, right? Take out the individual pieces. Um, someone then unscrews the peanut butter, right? We could break each of those up into a whole multitude of steps. Um, crackers and cream cheese, same idea, right? We could continue to break that up into smaller and smaller steps. Um, I think that would be one process is immediately once we see this individual, that process would be, be kicked off of, um, let's say, in steps, right, um, to complete this process as quickly as possible. And we have limited resources, which means, um, I don't know what the fastest way to make a peanut butter sandwich is. But I'll, I'll also give you a hint. Right. You, you, uh, you, have, you can have a different starting mechanism. Hmm. A different starting mechanism. I was thinking as soon as we see the person, right? As soon as I guess, what, I, yeah, when can we start? Once she's up? Once she, once she is up, you can start. Oh, okay. So as soon as they wake up, that's when we'll start this process. The, the question is, how do you know she's awake? Uh, like okay. Schrodinger's well, no, cat, right? There's, a, there's something in a box. Yeah. Uh, I have someone in the room and another person immediately outside the room and one person on each step all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Viable, viable solution. Yes. Um, or again, unlimited resources. I've got uh, a motion sensor thing. As soon as this child wakes up, yeah, uh, it's you put, put a little creepy sensor on the bed. So, you know, when they get out. Yeah. That's how I wake up in the morning. My Fitbit. Right? <laughs> so, uh, I'm a natural, technology. I'm a natural riser. I just no, no alarm clocks, no nothing. I just wake up. Ah, uh, I mean, my natural rise time is, I mean, I might be up by now, <laughs> but I would have missed a lot of things this morning. Uh. Okay. So this is triggering directly on a wake up, which I've got a, a sensor that, that, oh, oh, it's a weighted sensor. As soon as she sits up in bed. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Um, Okay. And that'll immediately, there's a big, it's a big red light that, that goes off in the kitchen slash manufacturing floor. That means yeah. that all of these processes start. Now, right. now you have a single, you have out. a single sensor, right? Like how do you, how do you make that more reliable? Well, it's a good point. Cause a, a weight based sensor actually could be fallible in the fact that just cause someone sat up doesn't mean that's when they woke up. Right. Um, yeah. So, or the sensor fails, right? Like you don't, how do you know the sun? How do you know the, the, the sensor is working? That's a great question. Uh, so definitely need redundancies 
Fitbit trackers one as soon as it senses motion because that would be a second version of another motion sensor thing. We there could you have a visual it gets creepier, right? But a direct <laughs> yeah. visual, any eyes open. Yeah. Eyelid trackers, those exist, but UX engineers use them, right? <laughs> yeah. Casinos and casinos. Yes. Yeah. Um sure. We got oh, if we have a casino amount of cameras around <laughs> yeah. this room, right? Yeah. Essentially an entire room full of what would be casino people tracking this to make sure as soon as someone wakes up. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So that, that process is very secure. We know when they wake up to give us as much lead time as possible because we have an indetermined, undetermined amount of time. Sometimes it's short. Um, our preparation is broken to as many steps as possible. We're using all the technology, technological advances possible to make sure that you know we have the most efficient apple press right um manned by as many people as efficiently possible um the collection system i think would be the next part right we need to make sure that the bag is in a known location right where these things get collected no matter their order of completion right um they get collected and then immediately placed into the bag um i think that would be a specific it needs to be a whole separate job from the actual manufacturing process, right? Um, and yeah, I think those are the main things um, that I would keep in mind. Again, I'm hand waving a lot of unlimited scale and resources, yeah, but totally fine. Yeah, um, those are the main things that we keep in mind. And I think the biggest thing would be iterating. You know, once I, I have a project coordinator who works on this and also a specialist in each of these areas right an apple specialist who knows as soon as this there's a new apple press we're going to try that in a uh in a system <laughs> a closed system environment we'll do a test run after this person goes to school where we can evaluate if this apple press is actually going to be faster right and then we can implement that if so um so we continue to ideally improve on this process yeah and then like the last part right like the last concrete pieces like testing right testing yeah right. yeah um i think that's the the well if the goal is to drink a beer we're doing less testing but if the goal is to drink a beer for the future right could be able to drink more beers in the future then yes we could run many tests that person is the main goal right but as soon as they're out the door we can run a whole slew of tests um and your, uh, tests, so right. your tests are more articulated for ensuring that the items that you are building are built appropriately, right? Uh, I would have multiple, you know, the test of does this process work, right? Does the Apple process, Apple juice process work correctly? Yes. But then also, do we have a clear delivery process from the pickup to getting it into the bag? Oh, right? sure, sure. Yeah, That yeah, should yeah. be tested as well as is structural integrity of the bag is the bag always where we think the bag should be and, and yeah. is right um is the bag empty um those are certainly things we would test to optimize this as much as possible and ideally you test them every day right or every time feasibly possible right yeah exactly uh what am i missing anything no that's that's uh pretty much like the high level bullet points Cool. So, yeah, so that not, would be now, the typical. If you now want to translate this into like uh, an actual like technical solution, all this should mm -hmm. translate like one to one into some kind of like technical solution. Yeah. So I think of like, well, it, 
this could be like async await stuff, right? If you're talking about JavaScript, right? Like you're, mm -hmm. you're receiving something. You don't always know when you're going to receive it. Um, you have to do something with that, right? Um, which hopefully you have a rough estimate of how long that takes, but you don't really always know. And then you have to deliver that. And when I think of it in terms of JavaScript, how that would work is if we're waiting, basically we need to get some type of data from the database before we can load a page or we have, you know, the HTML that can load, but we have a call that is actually going to populate the majority of the page, right? The, the, all the posts on Facebook or something, right? Um, the framework is there, but we don't want to put the framework up before we've gotten that the response from the database for all that post call, right? Because otherwise people are going to say, oh, your page loads funny, right? When it shows up one thing and then the other thing comes around. Yeah, and you're like, uh, oh, hey, that thing's missing. Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah, good example of it. I think uh, the way that we were thinking about this when we built this was really about like an async backend process, right? Of like mm -hmm. an event has occurred, right? System has received the event and like five other new events fire off and ensuring that all five of those things happen, they happen accurately and that you know that they will happen for the final product. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I like this. This is, yeah. I think you laying it up in this way does make it easier to comprehend, especially for probably early career folks, then describe a backend async process to me, yeah. right? <laughs> but, and like, and this translates, right? Like this is still a problem. And these are like, this realistically is the kind of problems you, you will tackle as a software engineer. They just don't have to actually be like filled with jargon and like complicated, like technical crap. Right. And so like this is so uh, when we were working with Actualize, uh, this is the packet that we sent. Uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, they had a week to fill things out. And yeah, everyone did a super great job. I love it. Well, that, that's good to hear. Uh, Jay Wingrow is uh, the CEO of Actualize, uh, my old, old boss and and go so far as say mentor at times um, was on the show uh, early on. I, I think oh, really? episode three or four. Um, and he, he has a very interesting background. So people should go check that out. I think he's, he's an uh, interesting guy. And, and I always, I, I said, I still do coaching for actualize. Right. But um, it's a, a good program. If you want to get into it and don't have a background, I, I guess I was going to say, I, I can plug it, but if you fired three people, I think that's as good as strong as a plug is, uh, as a bootcamp. Strong get, as right? a plug gets. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. we were looking around with like a few different, like, uh, boot camps, and I really wanted to partner. I personally wanted to partner with someone like a Chicago local and, you know, has a good Chicago story. So we've partnered. I, we'll probably end up partnering with them again in January. So to bring on another, you know, small cohort. Great. Yeah. Cool. Well, any, anything else to, to share or anything to, to plug internally? Sounds like y'all are hiring, right? So if you're um, Ruby going, yeah, if you're a Ruby engineer or, you know, getting started, uh, we have lots of jobs open. We have massive amounts of hiring targets. Uh, I think we are trying to internalize like a larger, like junior engineering program potentially, because we just need a lot of people. Uh, you know, we hit a wonderful unicorn status, uh, have a crap ton of money in the war chest and nailing some big, uh, big wins with some big banks. So there's going to be look out for the news amounts, uh, making some waves. We should have done this at the top of the show, but give me the, the, the two liner hot pitch of amount and what they, what the company does. Yeah. Amount wants to connect people with the kind of financial services they need right and want uh without having to walk into a stupid branch and listen to some stupid banker tell you how you're not qualified for some stupid loan right 
Um, and amount wants to change that amount wants, you know, that relationship to be much more transparent. They want to be able to like, you know, type in your phone number and give us a little bit of info and we'll make it super easy. Right. Um, and we're really kind of like targeting a few like strategic spaces right now, buy now pay later is the huge space, mm-hmm. a firm car on like some other players are in it. Uh, amounts portfolio is kind of different though. They're looking at a much larger gamut of like financial services and they're partnering with big banks, right? Instead of like trying to like upend the industry, they want to like refine and reform the industry uh, by getting them like the digital services that they're not good at and they can focus on the banking and the scale that they have and will focus on like getting them the right tech. I love it. Uh, I, think, cool. I think the tagline is we are making banks nimble overnight. There you go. I think that's that's new. Yeah. <laughs> or, or at least I haven't heard it before. It's great. We have a wonderful new head of marketing and she is uh, killing it. So yeah. Sure. Cool. Well, well, thank you so much uh, for being on the show. I'll plug the, um, the, the roles online, but, but uh, people check out amount and, and go work for a great engineering culture in Chicago. Cool. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Great. Uh, Cool. Well, thanks so much. Thank you for watching the technical interview portion of the professional technical interviewee. If you want to tackle this interview question, you can find it at github.com slash professional technical interviewee. New episodes are released on the first four Thursdays of each month. Find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash jayladorsid or on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes. And remember, keep practicing.